My name is Stephen Blacksmith, and I am a psychopath. As a kid, I always wondered why I didn't laugh at the same things people laughed at, or, or why I never felt bad when a family member died. There was this distance I put between myself and my friends and family. I, I couldn't really connect on any sort of emotional level. And I lived that way for 20-some years before I finally figured out what was so different about me. With the help of therapists, a neuropsychologist, and just looking back at my own history, I discovered that I had psychopathy. It was a liberating experience. As I delved deeper into what it meant to be a psychopath, I embraced this darker side of me. I set out to talk with people about why they are the way they are, and just how much of our lives are ruled and molded by emotion and empathy. I realized that I could look at things without the hindrance of blind emotion. This thing, this psychopathy, isn't a burden to be hidden. This is a tool to be used to benefit my life. This is a dangerous weapon to combat oppression and fight neurotypical human failings. This is what makes the protector, and what makes the outlaw. This is that sexy kind of crazy. What's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, doing all right, Stephen. Doing good. That's right. good. No introductions. How about that? We just leave everyone anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, everyone's anonymous. everyone's anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> no, how about from my left? Who are you? Hi, my name is Nicole Webster. Um, I am an actress working here in Albuquerque. I've been working for about the past six months or so. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Hi, I'm uh, Spencer Christian Scott. I also am an actor here in Albuquerque. Um, been doing a lot of musicals and things lately, so a lot of people have been seeing my face. Uh, I don't remember everybody's face, but they seem to remember mine, so I think that's always a good sign. <laughs> good, good. Sheldon. Uh, hi, my name is Sheldon. I've been an actor here in Albuquerque for, I guess, three years now, uh, mainly doing uh, stage stuff and uh, a lot of uh, Steven's uh, movies, independent movies. That's it? Three years? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was longer. No, no. Oh, weird. <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, well, it doesn't seem like three years. No, no, it does not. Yeah. Uh, but you six months, Nicole. Yeah. Wow. Brand but new but baby. you were doing uh, you were doing work in wherever you were from. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad friend. <laughs> Forgot already. No, no, yeah, I was working as a practice manager in Baltimore, and then transferred that over here, and it was taking up too much of my time, and I came out here to pursue acting, not to pursue practice managing. What is so. practice manager? <laughs> I was just the manager of a veterinary hospital. So I managed the oh, employees. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. All that fun stuff. Spencer, you do musical theater Southwest? Um, I'm actually in Newsies in musical theater Southwest right now. Oh, man. Who are nice. you playing? I'm actually Snyder. Snyder? <laughs> I am. I don't remember who Snyder is. Um, he's, the, he's the bad guy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's Snyder. Yeah. And I'm also okay. in Singing in the Rain at ALT right now. Cool. So that should be opening up, I believe... Not next weekend, but the weekend after. Or not oh. this weekend, but the weekend after. Oh, nice. Cool. Weekend. I think the 24th, whatever weekend that it's is. It's something like that. Days. Yeah. <laughs> Newsies. I Newsies know this. is great. Young Christian Bale. Young, nubile. 
We better cut that out. <laughs> have the FBI at my house. Um, yeah, no, but that's great. Yeah, is there a... You tap dance? Um, I started taking tap dance with uh, Luke with Alley Cats for a while. So uh, a little bit, a little bit. I think I, think I, I think I picked it up pretty quick for somebody who's only doing it for like three mo- three weeks or a month. So. Sure, yeah. Singing yeah. in the Rain is not an easy musical to do. Yeah. I mean, if they do it to like their full production, get that tap dancing going. Yeah, I think we only have. I think I only have one tab number, maybe two. Oh, cool! Yeah. Oh, so it's not too okay. too bad. Good, okay, good. Yeah, nice. yeah. Who are you playing in uh, Singing in the Rain? I'm um, just doing an ensemble for that one. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't yeah. too too bad. <laughs> Should be the Sid Charisse of that one. It's the one where Gene Kelly's da- he like he's in this fantasy sequence, and mm-hmm. Sid Charisse comes up, and she's just like wearing this gown that's a thousand feet long. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Really? <laughs> I think that'd be good. Um, I hated that musical number. <laughs> it kills the film, uh, but some people like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I would have thought well, maybe you uh, had to do the musical or something when maybe you were back in high school or something like that. Oh no, no, I've never seen the stage play. Mm. No. Oh, you should come then. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, ALT's cool. Hey, and yeah, always have great sets. All that good stuff. I have never seen ALT. Me either. Wow, I feel like no. all three of you should come. Yeah. See what's going on here, guys? Let's do it. We'll make a day of it. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I better put this as like my second episode so we could really promote it. <laughs> I guess now I have to. Sheldon, you just got done with the play. Oh, yes. Uh, I just got... Uh, yes, I got done with the play, and I'm repeating everything you say. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was over at the uh, Rhodey Theater, mm-hmm. uh, Indian. Yeah. It only ran for one weekend, so I was a little sad that it only did that. Mm-hmm. But it was a very good play. It was uh, actually an all Native American cast. Cool, cool. So that was the first time I actually got to play a Native American, being that I am a Native American <laughs> too. So nice. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, yeah, I've never been able to uh, play a, a Mexican boy. Even though when I had an agent out of high school, he would all only send me out. On um, auditions for uh, Mexican Thug Number Three, right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I can play this. You know, I'm still pretty damn white. Uh, <laughs> although there, although I guess, yeah, yeah, it counts that you played a gangster in your own movie. So what I did? Which one? Uh, the one where uh, me and Marina were adopting. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, spider. Yeah, yeah, spider. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I looked pretty good as the yeah Mexican thug. Um, <laughs> I can say that because I'm yeah, Mexican. yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> I don't know. You're telling me about things you should cut out before this, Nicole, and I'm like saying all the things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, uh, with acting is why I wanted to get you guys here. You've all played roles been things been people been other people mm-hmm. sometimes have been yourself like you nicole yeah. uh and sheldon you too and something of mine um but what uh what's your process everyone says that you know the actor's process uh what is your own kind of process in getting into a role uh because i think a lot of acting is kind of synonymous with channeling uh emotion and mm-hmm. and that's a process in itself. Like you see some actors who are like, "Oh, I think of the day I was abandoned by my father, and that's how I cry." <laughs> if that works for you, I guess, yeah. But 
does anyone have a process like that? Or let's just start at the beginning. How about just when you get sides of a character, what's your process of discovering who that character is and how you should even play it? No one jump at once. I would, I would definitely <laughs> say uh, the text, reading, uh-huh. reading through the play. Probably reading through the play multiple times so you see different things that you may not have noticed or you learn different things you may not have learned at first about your character. And um, just as well as like, you know, what you what you believe your character to be and how you perceive it. Also, how the other characters and different things like that perceive that character. Whereas if I'm a character, you know, like Nicole here could perceive me as being like a butthole while Sheldon might perceive my character as being a nice guy mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of delving into, you know, what actions or what types of things are going into that that gives those other characters that perception of you as well. And also, you know, the times... Um, stereotypes, like I said, are you Mexican thug number three, or are you mm-hmm. black thug number one? Or are you a black guy living in white suburbia? You know how does how are you looked at like that in society and different things like that? So I think just definitely the first step is always diving into the text, or at least whatever whatever information you have. So and just reading that and studying that, and then kind of going from there with whatever other techniques you may use to uh, help develop that character. Sure. Yeah. Great. This is the old uh, Stanislavski method, basically. Uh, understanding the psychology of where your character is, what their relation is to everything around them. Uh, well, that's interesting about um, like portraying uh, uh, ethnicity or a race. Uh, Sheldon, when you got the script for your last play, did that ever come into play? Um, it did. Um, it. I was able to play the my character, uh, whose name was Dana. I w- um, this was actually a role that I, I, well, to be honest, it was one of the hardest roles I've ever had to do because uh, the character Dana was me. I, I actually was like, oh, this is exactly what I would do. This is exactly how I perceive myself. So whenever I would read a side or something, I'd create maybe a backstory for my character. And well... Anytime I would be acting, whether I was either the comic relief or the, or the gangster or the stalker, and, and mm-hmm. these were fun characters that you know you could, you essentially I could put a mask over myself, and behind that mask, I could make this character as cartoonish as I want or as explosive as I want. Mm-hmm. But this last role was different because there was no mask I could put over. It was basically. And the director knew this too, and she's like, "No, no, no, no! Don't, don't do comedy. Don't do anything. Just you know, be yourself." And I was like, "Oh crap! Okay, <laughs> I really have to get vulnerable here." And yeah, sure. But, but my process has always been to like maybe, especially if you're reading sides, um, you may only have one line or one sentence, and uh, for me, that's always where I would try to create a backstory what's this person doing here why is he saying this line and and then just go for it sure yeah, yeah. and uh what about you nicole yeah so i do a little bit of, of both of what you know they're talking about i like to do the left brain white brain type of exercise when i when i get sides um i first like like he says read the script and i try to read it several times without even focusing on which ones are my line and instead just trying to focus on what the whole story is about, what the scene is trying to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that a couple times and then start focusing specifically on my character. You know, like he said, even if it's only one line, I still really like to create as much of a detailed backstory as I possibly can. 
Um, it helps me easier to think like the character and kind of understand what the character, what type of decisions they would be making in that situation. Um, so I really try to create really almost too in-depth sometimes um, backstories about my character, um, where they are in their life, what brought them to that moment, um, you know, and then where they're going to be going from that from that scene. So I really, I really try to take a lot of that from the text, but then also add in my own kind of little quirks and nuances to type to make the character my own. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ever have that director that just kind of shits on your process? Is like, what are you talking about? This uh, your character couldn't have possibly witnessed someone die when she was seven. You know, or like totally destroy your idea of what the character is. Uh, yes. Uh, that, that, <laughs> was that, that me? Was uh, that me? Yeah, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you kind of create your own backstory. You read the part how you feel that the character should be read, and then the director will come in and say, "No." don't do that or no don't stress those words stress the verb here and this and you know and i try not to do that yeah so. <laughs> yeah and it's like okay i'm gonna okay okay fine fine we'll do it your way <laughs> yeah you find it interferes with your ability to like uh relate to the character that you've already built um it can but at the same time it it's been it can it's very it's very helpful i should say mm, okay. um sometimes when you're really studying for those parts and you haven't memorized the lines completely you have a tendency to sometimes do dramatic pauses mm. but when you're doing it almost after every line suddenly you're delving into the world of like william shatner okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey he got far on, yeah you know, <laughs> that's what he did there's only one william shatner and it can't be yeah repeated. that's true yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, Spencer, you, I saw you in uh, Dog Sees God. <laughs> yep, I was in Dog Sees God. Yeah. I was Matt. Also yeah. known as Pigpen, that was me. <laughs> you were mean. I was mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I got a lot, of, um, a lot of people saying how much they hated my character in a good way, so it was definitely oh, good. something I think went, went over pretty well. So, Do you find those characters to be good? Like the, the almost, not anti-hero, but kind of they can relate to your character even though they're doing bad things um, I would think so I mean like for instance with that character I don't think he I mean even though he did some bad things I don't think his intentions were bad per se you know like when you have like sometimes when you have like a villain character or a bad guy character right you can't you really don't want to label him as I'm the bad guy and I'm doing bad things right because they may not be bad to your character mm -hmm. so I feel like with that character specific the things that he were do, that he was doing even though us morally as the audience different things like that would look at them as okay that's bad but i don't i don't feel that he full-blown understood them as bad i think he was someone who was just emotional mm -hmm. um over a relationship he had with his friend and a certain somebody else who was um i guess involved and or interested in that friend and he just handled his emotions i guess in an irresponsible way mm -hmm. but in a way that to him I guess made sense at the time. You know, when you're emotional, sometimes you do you do things that you probably shouldn't yeah, yeah. do. So, and unfortunately, it led to another character committing suicide in the play. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely don't think. I mean, that was a bit of a hard one. Like I said, we had discussed a lot of different options going in, as far as um, would we make the character um, part of the LGBT community or not, and different things like that. Which um, 
the text does lead you to believe, but it never fully states. And um, so just trying to like use certain things as that as motivation to like, okay, I'm going to do these bad things, but they aren't bad to me. I'm just trying to get what I want or protect my friend or whatever that case may be. But it definitely was an interesting character for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So yeah, that definitely came across as, <laughs> as what you're saying, but that's, that's what actors do, right? They, yeah. they discover that people have motivations because that's what the script is written for. Every yeah. character has to have a motivation and you have to play it as if that character were, you know, living their actual life as if they had functional brains that had experienced all of these things and it caused them to become the person they are right now. And then they have decisions to make. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely came across that way. Uh, but I mean, that's also a play too, where, you know, you're doing something from the beginning um, you have an hour and 25 minutes to reach the emotional climax that mm-hmm. you need to reach uh, in the second act, you know. Yes. Um, when you get on set, though, and uh, Nicole, you're primarily a film actor, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, you don't have that time. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. That can be a little bit more difficult, especially if they want you to do, like, a really intensely emotional scene, like crying or <laughs> yeah. cauterizing your leg and you have 30 seconds to get the, and then do it over and over and over again. You don't always get that, that time, which can be a hindrance, but sometimes it can also be helpful because it doesn't give me too much time to overanalyze what I'm going to do. Sure. And instead yeah. it just kind of lets me like, well, you prepared, so you should just trust your gut and trust what you've prepared and just jump in there and do it. Cause I can be sometimes a second guesser. And even, even if I've worked on the character for two months solid and I get there and I'm like, well, is that what I really want to do? But with the fast pace of film or even television, it, it really kind of makes you focus on what you've been prepared for and not give you time to, to second guess your decisions, which can be nice, especially for someone like me. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. And what do you do when you prepare, especially um, unlike a play where you have nine scenes to get to where you need to be, uh, a film you could have two pages of dialogue and then you need to be at this emotional high, mm-hmm. but you're not given as much information at all about the character. So yeah. what do you do to prepare for that, like personally? Yeah, that can be a hard one because you wanna create a character that's in line with what they're thinking, but if you don't have all the information, it, it can be difficult to figure out where where they're going with that. Um, but I just, I try to read read between the lines, like see if there's any subtext or any subtle clues in the two or one page that you have that might mm-hmm. might lead to um, what you think your character would do in that moment. Um, but for me, it's a lot more just, like I said, going back to that preparation and the things that I did at home. And and like you, I'm not I'm not super great at just thinking of something really bad that happens to me instead I have to visualize well I'm this person and this is happening to me and this is how I would react does that make sense sure yeah (laughs) Yeah. and maybe we can expand on that like um oh that's me hold on uh with your emotions you actors feel things right yeah yeah on on an average day (laughs) yeah Yeah. I'd hope most people do (laughs) oh good um how do you bring your own personal emotions into a role? Ooh. I would say I probably try not to bring my own personal emotions into a role. Okay, good. Because then I feel like you're not doing the character justice. Because Spencer being angry over a situation may not be the same way my character would be angry over a situation. Mm-hmm. So I think just trying to really become that character 
and show that emotion through your character of what how they would feel you know what i mean sure and the emotion toward them as i was saying earlier how like we had two different people who have different perceptions of me like i mean like i said my character may be mean to nicole because maybe nicole did something maybe we were friends and she did something a long time ago that mm-hmm. know, betrayed my trust which is why i have this anger or hatred emotion toward her versus me and him may still be friends so that's why he likes me Sure. It's still the fact of, okay, well, she could have done something that Spencer feels was petty and wouldn't betray Spencer's trust. But to my character, that may have been like the ultimate heartbreak. So it's kind of like getting into that character and almost sometimes you just have to use different techniques. Like even with CB, with like the um, Indoxy's God, mm-hmm. with that character, it's like, well, I've never been in love with my best friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I had to, like, use a lot of different imagination, different things of what my character and how that would feel if something were to happen. Or maybe maybe a little bit of Spencer of what would you do if maybe something bad were to happen to your best friend that would possibly make you that angry. And then try to, like, combine the both. But as far as just, like, bringing Spencer's emotion, it's like, like, it'd be hard to show that emotion because I've never been in love with my best friend. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what that emotion feels like. So if you've never experienced that emotion even, or that emotion of being in love, it's like, how do you show something of you that you've never experienced? So that's when you have to like dig deep and pull from other areas. Like, you know, I, I know it's like to see people in love and how they act and kind of pull from there and incorporate that into my acting kind of and mm-hmm. use that and then the motivation from the text and everything else to kind of bring that emotion to the stage. Okay. Uh, so, oh, sorry, Nicole, were you going to no, say? No, I was just going to say, I completely agree. You know, I almost have to separate my personal emotions more than I would bring them in. Um, like recently I did a role where my character had, she killed and ate her dog and served her dog for dinner. Oh. And I had to come, you know, I have a dog that I'm so obsessed with and love like she's my own child. So you almost, <laughs> I almost had to take my personal emotions out of it to be able to accurately portray this mean cold-hearted woman that would cook her own dog (laughs) (laughs) sure uh but what if you had to play something that is very similar to something you've experienced already would that be the okay to kind of call upon that situation that memory i think so Yeah. yeah i think if it's something that I can relate to on a more personal level that could only help make my performance more authentic yeah. if I can. Um, unfortunately, I've yet to play a role that I can relate to, sure, so everything yeah. is kind of <laughs> pulling from air, but yeah, I do feel like that would that would help help me relate yeah. more emotionally to the okay. scene. Yeah, I, I would say I might pull a little bit. I don't know if I'd pull full string. Mm-hmm. Because depending on what that what that emotion is and what you have to do to get yourself there, mm-hmm. like I know I read something I think Stella Adler said once about you know using like your memory to fuel emotion, and she's like, well, if I have to think about my mom dying or something to reach that emotion every time, then that's like craziness, right? Yeah. So it's one of those situations like too. It would depend on it would just depend on what it is. Like I would maybe pull from emotion a little bit or here or there. Maybe certain situations I might take a little bit, but like I said, I still won't. It's still part of me that's like. I don't want Spencer up there. You know what I mean? Because sure, yeah. people who know you and see you, like they'll know, like that's not you. That that that's you. That's not your character. Mm-hmm. So, and I've had plays where it's like, did was that was that just you up there? And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, that that was the character. Like he, we were just very similar in those aspects. <laughs> like my character was really like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that wasn't mm-hmm. me. And they were like, oh, we saw it throughout the plays. It got further on that. Yeah, that definitely wasn't you. But there were certain parts of that character that related to you. Sure. So and those are just mm-hmm. things you can't avoid. Yeah, I just think there's like a threshold where if you were to remember your mom dying or something like that on stage, maybe you push yourself a little bit too far over the edge, mm-hmm. and then you won't be able to even bring yourself back. Like, what's my next line? What's yeah. Where am I? What's going on? 
Um, I think that's entirely possible. Yeah, and also you're just re-traumatizing yourself over and over yeah. again. So it's it's pretty bad. Sheldon, what about you? Um, well, this is uh, like I said before, when, where I would put you know, just like an emotional mask over myself, and mm-hmm. I'd pull little snippets of my personal life into the roles, and just sure. enough to to get me there. And but I would say, uh, yeah, uh, doing film is probably the one where you kind of like okay how many takes are we doing this of me just bawling out in tears and crying mm-hmm. okay this was good the first 15 times now now i'm starting to get depressed hold on let me <laughs> i need a break hold on okay all right let's go again okay yeah yeah but um yeah pulling just little snippets of your personal life into a role or into a character is uh for me uh that's how i do it and and again you know just separating myself you know this is not really who i am but this is how i could see this role being played sure i had a uh, in our uh over at a uh, cnm acting for camera mm-hmm. we had uh this one where we were all taking the auditioning for our very first film and it was can we make this guy creepy who's supposed to like uh, creep in and and sneak up and stalk this person oh. and and I was like, oh, I have a love for horror movies. I know exactly how I'm going to play this character off. And, and you know, it just went in and, was, hey, all right, you did it. All right, you got the part. Awesome. Then, of course, when the movie came in, we rewrote everything. Uh, we took all your lines out. Oh, oh, oh come on. Great, thanks. Yeah. Ah, that sucks. <laughs> that does suck. <laughs> Has anyone been in a horror film that uh, they've had or had to act really scared at some point? That one we did when I had it. Oh, yeah. Act like Emmett was coming to take me away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to scream or anything. In that no. One. Yeah. I wonder how, like, scream queens do that, you know? know. Like, crazy. Constantly. Your throat just must be so yeah. raw by the end of the day. <laughs> also, what they draw, you know? I mean, most of them have probably never been chased by a serial killer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow, that's just, like, it's kind of insane to me. I don't know. What movie was uh, that one that you guys did? Did it, Still My Beating Heart? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, now I remember you, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's just the one that kicked Emmett's butt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a memorable thing in itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Emmett sometimes needs his butt kicked. Sometimes. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say, because that was very eloquent, Sheldon. Uh, shit. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, how about actors that you guys liked that you, have you ever tried emulating someone's performance or anything like that? Is that something that you do? This is what I do is if someone's doing a really good performance on a screen, sometimes I'm like, how would I have said that line? And then Angie probably have seen this if she just looked over at me and I'm standing there at the movie theater, just like, like mouthing the line that they said, like, how would I have said that? Um, that's just a weird little thing that I do. But is there like a performance that you've ever tried to hold on to? Like, oh man, I really, I want to bring some of Kevin Bacon and Footloose into this role. And maybe you know the way I act will shine through like that. I did that for an acting class once. Yeah. Yeah, we were in a. It was like a business, um, office type setting, but it was in like 
I don't know, like the 40s or 50s or 60s or something like that. So I just mm-hmm. wouldn't watch Mad Men. Because I was like, sure. I have no idea how like office people act, especially in that time. And I was like... Very so boring I, I, I if you're watching Mad Men. I know. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely stole some Don Draper for that scene. Because I was yeah. like... Um, I believe our teacher was like Joseph Damore at the time. I'd seen him like oh, my sure. first year yeah. of college. And um, we, we played it a couple of times and I was just getting murdered on stuff. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I have to go research this. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea. And just to have Mad Men was still on a popular time. So I definitely uh, watched a couple episodes and tried to see like their era and what they were trying to do back then and stole a little bit mm-hmm. for, just for that scene in class. I've never actually done it for a full-blown play or anything but i definitely sure. stole it for that one time that's like one time i know that sticks with me like i'm like i definitely stole don draper so thanks, <laughs> thanks john ham for that you got me an a so <laughs> was that joe's acting class or was that a dramatic improv um i think it was like uh it was joseph demore he was a teacher from depaul here um mm-hmm. i don't know if it was acting one or acting two i want to say it was okay. acting two but i just know it was one of those scenes i was just like he's like yeah you gotta do this and i'm like dude you're i don't know nothing about the 20s and 40s and 30s you know like 60s and all that sure yeah Especially in an office building, you know what I mean, like New York City style. I'm like, I'm like, I'm a city kid from Chicago. Like that's that's mm-hmm. like I got I got to go do some research. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, Joe's great. Uh, what about you, Sheldon? Uh, let's see. Any big stars you felt like bringing into your performances? Um, I don't know about no. Let's see. Um, sometimes big um, Kelsey Grammer, how he's able to just be very dramatic even sure. he's, even though he's doing like you know his sitcom Frasier and stuff yeah uh did I've, you do any for liabilities because i totally felt like uh sean penn fast times kind of vibe coming mm-hmm. from you uh sort of yeah yeah i'm trying to remember what liabilities was was um, you're the frat boy right oh yeah. yeah 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 um no i was emu- um i had just come off of doing shakespeare in a plaza uh-huh. And nice. there was this character. Ah, oh, I forgot what his name was, but uh, it was he was um, he was partners with um, Bridget. I forgot what his name was, but anyways, he just Wait, had, what was the play? Uh, Which one um, were you in? There's so many Shakespeare plays. There, uh, let's see. It was. Let's just list them. Yeah, yeah. Love's <laughs> Labor's <laughs> Lost. Uh, it was the one about uh, uh, the they fake a funeral to oh much ado about nothing yes much ado about nothing yeah right. that's right yeah okay and uh, it was his character that I emulated for being the frat uh, for being the nice. frat guy nice okay yeah. yeah yeah who were you in that I uh, in uh, which one much ado about nothing much oh, I was just a uh, guard okay and yeah I was just a just a guard who just yeah. had no lines but it was a fun experience sure yeah yeah and um but earlier there was in acting one over at cnm there was a character named sam Mm -hmm. who did this whole southern accent thing and he just maintained that whole character throughout even when we were done rehearsing the class with with, with the class exercise he just kind of kept that oh yeah 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 method huh Mm -hmm. yeah that's great We'll get into that in a second. What about you, Nicole? Um, I wouldn't say there's one particular actor that I try to channel and bring into all my performances. Um, more recently, I've been doing like research for specific roles. Like I, I have a small um, role coming up in this film where the director wants me to be very like 
my character should be very punk rock with pink hair and oh, cool. nose ring yeah. and chain smoking and, and something. I'm so unlike me. So I've, I recently found a character like that in a Netflix show called Sex Education. So instead yeah, of... Yeah, it's a good show. I love that show. show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I watched the whole season. <laughs> it's a good show. So I've been trying to watch that to kind of get that... I don't even know her name yet, the pink-haired girl. No idea. Uh, oh, but um, to try to, you know, pick up some of those from her. So, so I, I do maybe more specific... Re- when I research different roles, mm-hmm. I'll try to research different um, different um, actors to be. In fact, recently I went out for a very, very goofy audition um, for a comedy. So I watched like two or three Jim Carrey movies, and I was just trying to copy his faces <laughs> and his cr- which is impossible, impossible to do. Yeah. Yes, but I was oh, like, man. if I could just bring a little tiny of his goofiness into this audition. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, more more situational specific actors to try to emulate, depending on what I'm auditioning for, what I'm playing. Sure. Do you find that helpful? Or, Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I do. Um, I like getting ideas from them without replicating. So it, mm-hmm. it's nice to see what they're doing, but then think about how I could put my own twist on it. So I do find well, it When you helpful. talked out of your butt in that audition for the pink hair girl, it was very Jim Carrey. <laughs> I gotta say. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's good. Finding like a good actor and then that being a jumping off point to bringing in like what Sheldon's saying, your own inflection, your own kind of personality into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good way to start. Uh, but Sheldon, you just mentioned uh, freaking method acting. And you said Stella Adler earlier. Uh, so what do you guys think of method acting? I mean, do you think it's helpful in becoming becoming a character? air quotes um i mean when you think of like the hardcore extremes like daniel day lewis or uh god forbid jared leto uh it's kind of insane isn't it at least to me the idea of it's insane do you find that helpful have you tried method acting before i um no i i haven't tried uh method acting I mean, I could see it maybe uh, being used on, like, a movie set because, you know, maybe you have to redo the scene several times and mm. you just want to stay in that moment. And so, you know, you you do what you can to, to keep that character or to keep that moment alive so that, you know, you get uh, that take. But I, I don't know. Uh, I've never tried it on the stage. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah. I mean, you all sound like very classical actors, so I know it's like a, a, a weird concept. Especially it was like big in the 50s to 80s, but now uh, it's I, not. I, I still think it's probably pretty big right now amongst quite a few people. I mean, we just had, um, who was it, Heath Ledger did this, mm-hmm. went through yeah. the same thing and all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I think I like, I mean, I look at acting as fun. It, like it can be a hobby, but I also look at it as work. Mm-hmm. And something that I would hope to have a career as, and um, as much as you're already, you know, whether you're on film or set somewhere or on stage, like you're you're there working, right? So it's like just like a regular job. When I go home, even though you do take your acting work home, it's like okay, here's my work time, now here's my me time to get away mm-hmm. from that and chill. Because for me, it's one of those things. I feel like when you do too much of something, even something you love, it starts to like dwell on you, and you start to like get tired of it and not want to do it anymore. And you're like. Sure okay, I'm done with this. Or, you know, sometimes during shows, it's like, okay, I just did three shows, I need a break, right? So for me, method acting is like, I don't know if I could just be in character 
all day long. Like a lot of these method actors seem like the extremes that they are. I mean, even mentioned Jared Leto, like he's sending his castmate rats and things as the Joker. Mm-hmm. So obviously when he's not on set or he's at home doing whatever he's doing, he's like, yeah, let me go to the pet store and buy this dead rat and send it to you. <laughs> like that to me is like, okay, that, that that's too much for me personally. I mean, if somebody were like, try method acting at a certain level to where it's like, okay, I can method act here and go be myself later, then that's different. But I don't fully understand it. I actually have one of Sanford Meisner's books at my house that I've sure. had for years I've never read. Um, I've read parts of it. I've never fully read it, so I don't fully understand method acting. But after kind of seeing the, some of the things I've seen and hearing some of the things I've heard and mm-hmm. people who've had bad experiences with method actors who kind of go over the top, I'm like, all right, Sanford, I'm going to throw your book to the side. <laughs> sure. Read some of these other books. Go to some other classes real quick. You know, If I need some extra motivation, if I can't figure something out, or maybe I'll read it later and see what I can pull from there. But definitely not uh, – doesn't sound like it's something for me. Never full-blown tried it. Tried it a little bit here and there, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have to – really sit down and see before I could make a decision for that. It yeah. That's yeah. a whole process, too. I yeah. Mean, they, they literally killed Heath Ledger. Yeah. You know? You could definitely uh, argue that for sure. So. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just lazy. That's, that's the thing. That's why I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a weird uh, sadist or masochist. It was the one that likes inflicting... What am I looking at, Sheldon? Mm, uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, uh, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> whatever. Like Jared Leto. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, that creep. But then you see people uh, like Daniel Day-Lewis, and it works just yeah. fine for him, right? He right. went in mm-hmm. isolation for how long to play Lincoln? Like a year, two years or something crazy? Yeah. And won an Academy Award and gave a great performance. So I guess it just depends on how you'd handle it, I guess. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that dude's crazy, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen just like Daniel Day-Lewis just hanging out at a Starbucks, <laughs> yeah. you know, just... <laughs> doing normal things that's because he's isolated method acting that's yeah. why <laughs> that's true that's true and everything works for di- differently for different people but mm-hmm. I, i'm the same way you know i i've tried it here and there i've tried it for um auditions trying to be that character in the grocery store well how would that character react to getting cut off by this lady you know and I, I've tried that, but like you say, you know, it's a job and, and I do, I feel like it almost stresses me out more constantly living in the character, constantly Mm -hmm. thinking about the character and not really getting a break. So I'm almost kind of psyching myself up in my head. Whereas if I set aside time for preparation and set aside time to work on the character and then go back and do my daily, my daily life, it relieves some of that stress of, am I going to get this part? Am I going to get this audition? Sure. Right. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, and like he said, you know, maybe maybe if I tried it and really went for it, I might might be successful. But I've yet to I've yet to do so since my college days. <laughs> <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, so we actually have to talk about the theme of this podcast. All um, right. Whether what we do with professions is we have uh, experts come in in their field, and then we talk about if like the profession is actually uh, psychopathic. Um, which acting we I think you could argue is in a sense um, it's somewhat narcissistic I think a lot of the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily say it's entirely psychopathic but um, we're unfamiliar with psychopathy you listen to all six episodes (laughs) of the first part of the season right you're all experts now definitely so we get psychopathy as just lacking emotion emotional um well i guess just emotional empathy let's say like the ability to experience emotion 
uh, either or like very muted emotions, um, you know, sadness, uh, fright, things like that. Comedy sometimes. Um, so I think, like, why did you even get into acting? How about that? That's a good place. Why do you guys like acting? What does it make you feel? Does it make you feel powerful? Does it make you feel like you need to get away from your own lives? Because sometimes people act because of that. Um, let's start with whoever the hell wants to start because it's a, a question that you probably don't have just off the top of your dome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone look at uh, Sheldon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I got into acting just, well, I first got into acting by accident. Um, I was, um, well, I work at CNM, so they can, I can all, I work there as a tutor and I can, they'll pay for some classes if I want. So I, hey, this interests me, I'll, I'll take this, I'll take that. Anyways, so I signed up for a, or I tried to sign up for a Native American studies class, but it was full. And so I needed a class to fill that time and I saw acting one and I said, okay, I'll try it. And Joe Demore was my uh, acting uh, teacher. And uh, after that, I just kind of fell in love with it. I was, I enjoyed how I would, you know, you could, you could be that character for that one moment. And then it was like, okay, that was a bad, that was a bad time. That was a bad performance. Let me try it again. Let me, you know, and for me, I've always had a very big active imagination. And so just being able to act uh, allows me to like, hey, I get to do this again. And uh, let me explore this, these emotions then and just kind of put it out, uh, out there. Um, yeah, I just, it allows me to be uh, characters that I guess you could say is, you know, in somewhere in your mind that you've always wanted to try and be sure yeah yeah like um like when we did trojan women you know mm -hmm. we, we dressed up as uh soldiers and for me this just activated like a little um my uh 12 year old self you know <laughs> like when you're playing the uh, army with your buddies and stuff mm -hmm. like that and so i was like oh cool this is so cool i get to dress up like this and sure yeah and it yeah it was it just became fun it's like it started out as as a just a grown adult being able to uh, play pretend again and mm -hmm. then it evolved to holy crap this is a, something that i really want to explore and really want to do as, sure yeah. uh hopefully as a career but in the meantime uh i enjoy doing a lot of acting on the side and whenever i can nice what about you spencer um i just think as a child uh no me and my friends are really big in um, TV and wrestling and things like that. And um, I definitely think wrestling also had a big part of it. But, like, we would make these things. We called them parts at the, at the time when we were younger. Where we would literally do, like, in-depth, like, scenes of, like, mm -hmm. so we'd be like, we're going to play Power Rangers. But, like, the way we would, we would, like, make a part of Power Rangers was, like, so in-depth. It was almost like making a script. Like, okay, well, this person's going to fall in love with this person. And this bad guy is going to come at this time. And this is going to happen here. And that's going to happen there. It would like plan this out and just go with it and we would do it with like every video game tv show movie like whatever we we're doing at the time right but you know when i look back on that i'm like like i said the indefiniteness of it like we only noticed at the time i'm like wow you literally were making scripts based off of all these shows so i think like playing through those kind of parts out and things like that and then um 
as a child, like I said, we were really big into wrestling, so I always thought in my head, like, oh, you're gonna go and be a professional wrestler, and then mm -hmm. my body never grew. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the small wrestlers weren't a thing back then, so it's like, okay, uh, X that off the list, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, what's the next best thing? So um started getting into acting. I did a humorous interpretation, an original comedy um, at my speech team in high school for a little bit, and that kind of helped get to that. Um, after after high school, I uh, started took, did a couple acting classes here and there, and um, I mean I was okay, I guess I wasn't really good. I never really acted, acted right. Um, but a lot of people were like, you know, you didn't really seem that good at first, but once you got like the direction, you were able to catch on really quick, mm. and you know, you're actually able to put on like a pretty decent performance. So I think um, once that kind of happened, I kind of dabbled in it a little bit, not too much. Uh, I originally moved out here from Chicago to do MMA. So um, cool. after doing that, once I got into school again, I was like, okay, here are some acting classes with Joe Moore, who Sheldon also had. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, let's 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 give it another shot again. You know, we're a little older now, take a little more seriously. Um, I think I had like Chad Brumman and those guys. And even then I just wanted to do film. I was like, mm -hmm. I just want to be a movie star. Like, I was like, I'm the black Tom Cruise, okay? I'm gonna do <laughs> movies, right? And everybody's looking at me like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Um, and then going over to UNM, I think um, Joe Alberti and uh, some of those guys there, like watching a lot of theater plays and different things like that kind of got me more in the theater. And once I kind of like started realizing like how the world of art brings like so many different cultures and people and different things mm -hmm. together and just, throughout history, like all the things that like go along with it, I think definitely brought me like really into it. Like, okay. And then just like kind of looking back on my life after that, like, you know, where would I be had I not like seen all these plays as a kid or watched these TV shows? Like who didn't want to be like Zach Morris as a kid, right? Yeah. Or yeah. like Fresh Prince or something. Or, as like, a kid, Zach Morris is a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, but he was like the man, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Or even like, and I always had a thing for old TV shows, like Nick and Knight was like, Taxi and mm, yeah. different shows like that, Happy Days and the Brady Bunch and I Dream of Genie. Like I just always loved like all those old type of shows, and I think it just all kind of stuck with me as I got older because I was like, I always tell people like I feel like I was raised on TV more than anything. Like everything I, I like learned, I felt like I learned from mm -hmm. like what it was like to be cool, what it was like to be the bad guy, what it was like to get a good girl, and like all those things. I feel like I learned from TV, so I think all that just kind of carried over into it, and I was like okay, well, that's, I want to be able to, you know, especially growing up poor, like, make, like, other people be able to, like, look at different things and see different aspects of life that you normally wouldn't see through, mm -hmm. like, acting and TV and different things like that. Because I never, like I said, Fresh Prince was, like, dope to me because, like, yeah. hey, you got to go live in this rich mansion. And, <laughs> you know, even the Huxtables, even with all the Bill Cosby stuff, it's like, well, I don't know nobody whose parents have were as a doctor and a lawyer, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's, like, cool to see different things and know, like, different things like that are possible and not, like, everything's, like, all crappy, so... I definitely um, think that I kind of just all like came into the forefront as I got older. So I was like, all right, let's just put it all together and let's just go. And like I said, there's nothing. Like I said, even when we talked about Doxy's guy, we were like, we freaking hated your character, but it was so good. Like just knowing like you actually like touched people or they were like to give them that emotion. Like we loved you or we hated that character. We this or we that. So you can like touch people in so many different ways. It's just something that. I feel like you don't really get through anything else except for like music or art or painting or helping someone or different things like that. Sure. So it's just that that whole thing that just gets you all giddy inside, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so nice, Nicole. Yeah. So for me, um, I've always been drawn to acting because I've always just been an incredibly creative person, and that seems to be 
the the creative outlet that I've always been most drawn to throughout my life. Um, like you, I started in I started acting very young. You know, I was um, I, I was always really a huge reader. Even when I was a very small child, I loved reading books. And my parents said they would come in and find me acting out the scenes to these books mm. in my room. And I once wrote a script for a, for my birthday party and assigned characters to all my friends, and they had to come put on this play for my oh, birthday. Wow. <laughs> and um, so my parents saw that like I loved it and they got me involved in a children's theater very young and I did they tried to also get me involved in other things like I did dance for years growing up and gymnastics and art camp every summer and it just seems that acting was always the one that I continued to go back to um I acted all throughout high school and college but it was mainly theater and I'm not a very musically competent person so <laughs> Um, after I graduated college, I tried to take the more realistic route and get a, you know, a, a real day job and, and kind of left acting to the side, but I was miserable, you know, for the, for the eight years that I worked after college, like every movie I saw, every TV show I saw, I was still, that still itch was still there in the back of my head. And so eventually I was like, you know, if that's what makes me happy, I should, I should pursue what makes me happy instead of trying to fit the mold and just do a day job like everyone else. And it seems like there was, it was just always calling me throughout my life. It just seems like no matter what I did, it was always right there telling me that this is what I was meant to do. So finally, I'm just going to give it my all and see if it's going to work. But fantastic. Yeah. I'm sure it will. Me too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, but I think you all kind of touched on something that's really cool, which is just embodying what we see as maybe like our heroes that we want to emulate or um, like Sheldon, when you're talking about the Trojan women, uh, there's a very good point. There's a part in, um, uh, in rehearsing a play where uh, I, I, I think I can speak for most actors where, you know, you have your lines down, you kind of got your blocking down, everything's going great. And things don't really ever come together until, you know, you get those clothes on. Until they, oh, the yeah. Trojan women, yeah. when we put on our army fatigues, it was like, oh, shit, you know. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, it's on, you know. Oh, yeah. And I was never in the army, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a cool, powerful experience to just wear them and be like, I'm this person now. As opposed to, we were just shouting at women last week right. wearing our casual clothes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Trojan women, it's pretty much the, the men just shout at women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then you're talking about wrestling, too. Uh, and, and I remember being a little boy, like, uh, let's dress like our wrestlers and let's just fucking do some stuff. And, uh, and it, it's really an empowering feeling, yeah. I think. Uh, and then you know some people take that connection and they just run with it and they become actors like i always want to be the soldier or the wrestler or the superhero eventually i mean mm -hmm. you see all the the marvel people and they're like well i was playing captain america when i was five and i had my own little shield it was a pillow and now i'm <laughs> captain america and it's just a really cool idea i think um you know, it's, it's, it's like a childhood thing we hold on to and it evolves over time and we never lose that kind of uh, uh, youthful fantasy kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting as well, I think. Uh, you know, not saying that people... It doesn't change, you know. I mean, you have bad people that you play, like in uh, Doxy's God. Not necessarily bad people, yeah. but like... 
um, that does bad things. You don't want to emulate that when you're five, but <laughs> no, definitely, definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> it's all escapism, and it's great. And I think um, that everyone can relate to that. I think you don't have to have a, a huge understanding of emotion to want to be an actor, or you don't have to really go through. You don't have to have these like traumatic or even thrilling life events to say, uh, you know, I can't play that. You know, I've never jumped out of a plane, but I can't play like I'm jumping out of a plane or right. something like that. Um, so it's just very interesting, the kinds of people that get drawn into it. Uh, when I came into this, I was thinking, like, um, I think actors are mostly mostly emotional people. And when we see that, it's like the cliche. We see, like, the diva or uh, the kind of erratic drug addict actor who just whole life is falling apart even though they have everything um but that's not necessarily the case i think it speaks to a more youthful kind of nature that we have Mm -hmm. that we just want to kind of expound upon and anyone can do it really uh i mean i know so many freaking actors in this town and um yeah some of them are emotional wrecks but some of them are just like <laughs> i'm gonna play uh hitler one day and on his worst day and then you know i'm just gonna go host a child's birthday party the next day because i love my daughter or whatever you know it, it's it's just a wide range and it's something that you don't have to get absorbed by so you don't have to be jared leto to give a good performance right that's what i think at least um and it does go back to those childhood ideals that, you know, they tell you when you're little that you can be anything you want to be. Well, mm-hmm. acting really does let you be anything that you want to be. Yeah. You know, or let you betray any role that you <laughs> get lucky enough to. Yeah, pretty much. That you get lucky enough to. That's yeah. Persistence, <laughs> yeah. You can play anything as long as you're persistent, I think. Um, we'll tell that to the actors in the 30s who are like, well, <laughs> I just played the bartender for 70 years and then... <laughs> I died. <laughs> That's it. Um, but nowadays, it's much better. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for coming. Because uh, you have a show, Spencer, that's coming up. You have... Um, I do. I have uh, Singing in the Rain will be opening May 24th. Mm-hmm. Come check that out. And... Hold on. Let me make sure it's May 24th. Over <laughs> let me double check my calendar one more time. Pretty positive it's May 24th, but... Sure. May went by so quick. I know. Yep, God. May 24th, because we have tech this weekend. So, yep, May 24th. Um, Newsies, I believe, opens up mid-June, July. Okay. I'm not too sure when that goes up. I know they're selling tickets, I believe, now, if not soon, and Newsies probably will sell out. So, definitely um, grab tickets for that as soon as you can. Um, sing in the Rain, there's a high probability that I might sing out, too. It's a very popular musical, so grab tickets as soon as you can for that as well, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would uh, definitely... Well, it's opening next weekend, so I would definitely grab tickets ASAP <laughs> for both of those shows. If you can, I think they'll actually be really great shows. We have um, really great cast, really great directors, choreographers, music directors in both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually excited to do both, which I didn't... Uh, I wasn't 100% sure I would be, but after talking with the directors and seeing their visions and doing one show and seeing how the production is going up and everything, I definitely think um, both of these will be very, very great shows to go see. So I would recommend them definitely. Bring awesome. your children. They're children friendly, so 
You're good to go. Oh, so you took out that whole like hardcore triple murder scene and singing in the rain. <laughs> right, that's good. That's good. You never know. Some people are newsies and some people are like, what? What's that? And I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> some people are like, oh my God, you're a newsies? And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, you know what it is. So There you go. I love newsies. So. Uh, Sheldon, anything coming up? You're in Turbo Troopers. Uh, yes. Uh, whenever that premieres. Whenever that will premiere, yeah. uh, Turbo Troopers. Um, let's see. I'm with the theater group now. We're gonna maybe have something performable either in June. I'm not too sure when. Oh, but um, there is a performance. I think it's June 20th with uh, Danny Rivera. And, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna be performing a little improv with her cool. and a couple of other people as well. Awesome, great, and we'll link to all this stuff in the notes. Great. Cool. Um, Can you even talk about the film things you're doing? I don't know. Like, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Um, I am going to be sure shooting a independent film here in June called Who Stole the Tasmanian Devils. Um, we'll be short shooting the short of it and we'll be pitching it to Netflix. Nice. So hopefully we so that's be not the real it. story of who stole our Tasmanian Devils from the zoo, is it? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Someone did take a Tasmanian devil last year from the Albuquerque Zoo. Oh, my. Oh, no. Yeah, and then I think it died. Oh, no. Yeah. I hope that's not this, what this is based oh, on. Oh, no. Hopefully they <laughs> live. It's so sad. They're cute. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if it's based on a true story or not, but mm-hmm. um, we'll, be, we'll be shooting that this month, so that's super exciting. Hopefully it'll be on Netflix next year. Um, Ludum Tempest. Still be shooting Yeah, Ludum for Tempest. the next couple of months, we'll have episodes come out. Oh, yeah. August. Yeah. Go check out the Mario yeah. race car. Oh yeah, Monopoly. you're on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's it for June. Oh, I might be. I'll hopefully be launching my website in June as well. So that'll be cool. really exciting. Nice. What's your website about? Pretty much goop, but oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> just my acting website. Like I'll have my reel on there, my headshots, oh, little clips for my work. Yeah. That kind uh, of stuff. Tips for actors: You need a website. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I need to set up myself mine too. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Yeah. this is awesome. Good, good. I'm glad you liked it. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.